0: Welcome back, everybody. Another episode of the podcast is here. We know you guys have been waiting for a little bit, but we're back and we got a hell of a guest today. We have YouTuber, former Disney star, who is now turned into somebody who just bounces his heads off the canvas for money. Jake Paul is in the building. Jake, did I miss anything on the intro or is that
1: good? <laughs> I like the intro. I, I liked it. No, I mean, <laughs> I, I feel like there's a lot of ways to introduce me. I, I don't know. I, I'm just a f- in from Ohio. That uh, that's my <laughs> introduction.
0: Yeah, you're yeah, for sure, but that's that's literally what you do. You have bounced people's heads off the canvas and actually first things first, you got a have you gotten your 1 million from Dana White or is that what's going on?
1: Nah, bro. He he uh he's a coward, man. Like the guy's not a man of his word. Uh that guy, you know, I want I just want to punch him in the face to be honest. Um he, he deserves a big like he deserves just like a smack, like a slap because he's a, bitch. Um, but he hasn't, he hasn't paid up yet. Like, I don't know what's up with the, with these guys. I don't know if the UFC doesn't have the funds, but he, he owes me my money. I'm never going to forget it.
0: No, and you shouldn't, you shouldn't. Where are you at right now, Jake?
1: Uh, I'm down in Puerto Rico, just training, man. We're like. 40 days, uh, or like 39 days maybe now, uh, from the fight. So just down here in Puerto Rico training nonstop. Will you be down there now until the fight or are you, how long are you down there for? Uh, I live here. I live down here now, man. It's the most beautiful place. I originally like moved to Miami. Uh, and then I came to visit here and I was like, wow, I love this Island. And it, it's like, truly truly paradise I fell in love with it and uh, me and my brother both decided to move down here so he lives like right across the street from me
0: that's crazy so yeah I saw you moved you got out of LA quick right you just after the pandemic hit you were just like this is not the spot talk me talk to me about that move
1: yeah look I mean I uh I love LA but I also hate LA it's like the best worst place in the world everyone there just like is evil to be honest they, they want something they want something from you uh and they will do anything to get it from you there's liars scammers sharks everywhere um and and you can't really meet like good people there like i'm a, I'm a good person so like i don't fit into like the whole scamming and like use people for clout world um so A lot of people can go along with it and like be weird or be like sociopaths and just leech off of other people. That's it's not me. Um, And so, you know, as I was getting more serious in the boxing, I was like, I need to get out of here and not be in this world anymore and just focus on my training.
0: Got it. Yeah. So Puerto Rico kind of gives you that opportunity to just get away from all the craziness, you know, L.A., Miami just you the same type of people I think uh you know <laughs> you're in Puerto Rico take me through though like a 24 hours I'm, I'm so intrigued by what 24 hours for you looks like kind of in fight camp like bring me through from when you wake up don't spare me any of the details let me hear it
1: yeah yeah so um I'll just take like a like a Monday for example I'll I'll uh wake up, get, I get 10 hours of sleep just cause the recovery is like super, super important. And, um, uh, immediately, like I come, come into the living room, my, my coach is there. We go over the game plan for the whole entire week. Um, we'll even watch film, watch some of my previous sparring sessions. Um, I eat some oatmeal and then we'll go into our morning jog, which is usually anywhere from three to five miles. Um, and we're hitting like abs and neck uh, along the way. We have a pretty like fast pace uh, during during that during that jog. And then I'll uh, stretch afterwards, hit some ice bath, uh, eat, eat my breakfast. Um, and then I'm usually doing a bunch of business stuff throughout the day. I have my investment fund. So I'm doing a ton of startup deals, tech deals, consumer products, crypto stuff, NFT marketplaces, Um so that takes up the middle of my day as well as putting on the promotion for the fight like a lot of people don't realize how hard it is to put on this big of an event um and i'm actually like my promotion company most valuable promotions is part in partnership with showtime uh to put this event on so like i'm involved in all the details from like how the fight poster looks how the stage looks you know, how much are we selling the tickets for? Um, who's the host? Who do we want there? Who's on the undercard? Um, so a lot, of, a lot of work goes into that. And then I usually take a nap for like an hour before my second workout. Um, and then we will head over to the boxing gym um, and, you know, get, get in uh, probably about two hours worth of boxing. And that's like hitting mitts. Uh, heavy bag, shadow boxing, jumping rope, um, speed bag, uh, or, or on some given days, it'll be sparring. Uh, and then come back, ice bath again, and stretch for like 30 to 45 minutes. Um, and then after that, I just chill out, go on my phone, watch some TikToks, watch some movies, hang out with my friends, reset and... Go at it again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you. you go ahead. Tom. Said that
2: that's a typical Monday for you, but like, is that how long you've been doing this for? Because you, you, I feel like you haven't stopped training for years right now.
1: Yeah, no, I, I really haven't. Um, I, I've been super active. Like most pro fighters, only fight like one to two times a year. Um, I, I will have fought like four times in less than two years after this fight. Um, so I I really haven't stopped and um, you know if if I say I'm a pro fighter then I got to be a pro fighter I don't get why these fighters don't stay active one of the best things you could do for your career is staying active you know you see when people like Conor McGregor don't fight for a while then they come in uh, after two years and get their asses kicked because they haven't been in there
0: you talked about you know so you wake up first, you know, guy you see as your coach, what does your team look like down in Puerto Rico? And like, cause you, you go down there, obviously you're not in LA, you're not in Miami. So there's a little bit less just hoopla, right? There's less people, you know, moving around and and bugging you, but what does your camp look like? Like who, how many people are down there with you? Are they staying in the same house? Do you have time where you just like, I need to get away from everybody. What's that? What's that kind of like?
1: Yeah. 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 So, Uh, There's probably like 10 of us down here and it's split up like between two houses. I got like two different houses down here. Um, And yeah, there's no distractions. Everyone's sort of zoned in, but specifically like just on the boxing team, it's like my head coach, BJ, uh, assistant coaches, Jacob Chavez and Jay Leon love. Um, And then we have D cut on the strength and conditioning side of things, as well as EBOC, Who's like a stretch therapist, master healer, um, and then I have my chef down here, like doing all the nutrition, uh, and then I have Carl, who's like a boxing, like assistant helper um, with all the all the training stuff, um, and then uh, I have my mind coach Lucas Mack, um, so like. Doing lots of mental work.
0: Yeah, Jake, Jake, I'm sorry to cut you off. Let me, let me talk about what's uh this mind coach. How long has he been with you? Like, where did that start? And what does he do for you? Like the mental aspect, psychology wise? Let me hear it.
1: Yeah, I've been, I've been working with him for two and a half years now. And it, it's a process called like breath work, which me, can mean a lot of things. And each person can practice like breath work a little bit differently, but it's essentially putting your body into a meditative state um, and envisioning slash manifesting what you want to happen and what you see happening in the fight around the fight in the training camp um, and getting very like crystal clear clarity on it and you know, it seems crazy, right? Like when I tell a lot of people this, they're like, ah, this guy's an idiot. Like that probably doesn't do anything. Um, But since my very first fight, working with this mind coach uh, to a T, every single thing that I have envisioned has happened. Um, So at this point, I just don't even like question it. I'm just like, okay, this clearly works. and <laughs> is that the weird stretching you're doing like before fights like or is that separate that's separate that's like my master okay. healer uh that's ebok um got so he, I've, I've got a bunch of like shaman guru professionals on my team that have like very weird practices um but like to me it works like i'm a very spiritual person and i believe there's like a higher energy and power that is you know conducting all of us um i think if you can access that and tap into it uh you know you 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 become a better fighter um is
0: it is it fate do you believe in fate like destiny is that kind of what you're getting at
1: yeah yeah uh, uh, i i do i do i believe like you know there's chosen people in this world who have special destinies and special paths and um yeah i, I believe like i was chosen 100 percent by uh, the higher powers to like live and fulfill this destiny for a higher purpose um and, and like for me that higher purpose i think is you know inspiring like millions of kids who came from like a, a humble background like me to pursue their dreams and not let anyone stop them and or to like take up the sport of boxing because it helped, it helped save my life. Um, you know, like I didn't know who I was. I didn't have purpose in LA. Like I felt lost and like boxing got me on the, on the straight and narrow. Um, but I believe really like the bigger message here is like, you know, showing kids in small towns that if you're a Jake Paul and you know, you're a class clown and people, you know, are hating on you and don't think that you can become anything, literally quite the opposite could happen. And you can go out there and conquer as much as you want to conquer. Um, because I, I never had like a someone like knock on my door when I was a kid and inspire me to, to accomplish anything. And so like, I want to sort of like knock on people's doors and, and knock on kids doors and be like, yo, this is, like there's more out there in this world than just going and getting a nine to five job yeah. and going to college and working for someone else for the rest of your
0: life. I love that. I love that. Yeah. I mean, that, that's big time I and mean, kids need to need to hear that. I think when you initially said like humble beginnings, I think a lot of people would immediately be like, what do you mean humble beginnings? But I think you articulated it perfectly right there there's a lot of different ways that a humble beginning starts right and for you it was and I grew up the same way I'm a midwestern kid I grew up in small town Wisconsin and I think most people that we grow up around are thinking I have like one route here I'm going to do exactly what my dad did my grandpa did before him you know getting to you know go work at the mill for me that's what it was work my nine to five go to Tommy G's down the street and that's it and that's great but there's a lot of kids out there like you who want to be more um, yeah, now let's Let's, let's transition into the problem child. Where did uh, are you self proclaimed problem child? Who gave you that nickname?
1: Yeah, I think it. I think it sort of came about through sparring and through like a liberation of myself when I like came into boxing because I had all this like anger and anxiety and like like resentment towards people. I had like a chip on my shoulder. I was like pissed off just at the world for you know because at one point like Jake paul was you know the num public enemy number one so I was just like pissed off and and boxing gave me that outlet to like take out my problems on other people um and growing up I was like the problem child and I, that was always like frowned upon you know right. why are you getting in trouble why are you doing this like why are you blah 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 like you know, stop getting into tensions. And when I finally like embraced who I was, you know, that's when I felt liberated from myself. And I like finally became happy after 20 something years of living on earth. And that's sort of like the message behind like the problem child is like embrace exactly who you are and don't let anyone change that. Um, And yeah, like that, Sort of with the double meaning of like I'm just like a problem for people in the ring. I love
2: it. That's I awesome. It. And like switching up to like, you're about to be a problem in the ring. Your boy, Tyrone Woodley, you guys are about to fight him. Um I don't know if he's, first.
0: his boy, Tom. I wouldn't I probably wouldn't consider them boys. Well, I don't you know. know I'm wrong. <laughs> They're getting pretty uh, close.
1: We do stare at each other in the eyes a lot. A lot.
0: Yeah, it gets it gets pretty intimate too. Like at one point I was like, Yeah, I don't know. You might kiss him. There might be something, <laughs> something might happen right here.
1: Exactly. So I don't know. You I guess we could be boys. Who knows? I don't I don't know. One,
2: one day, but but play promoter for us. Uh tell us what, what are all the fight details? What do we need to know? You know, what, what's coming up for you?
1: Yeah, so the fight is uh Sunday, August 29th, which is a little bit different than usual. Most fights aren't typically on Sundays, but um, August 29th in Cleveland at the Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. Um, So tickets go on sale uh, July 22nd. I don't know when this comes out, but if if it's out by then, get your tickets. Come see me if you're in Cleveland. Um, And, yeah, it's on Showtime pay-per-view. So, you know, you can pretty much get it and access it anywhere in the world.
0: How how important is it that this fight is happening in Ohio for you? And, And did you choose that? I'm assuming you did.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I was like the, you know, person behind making that happen. Uh, they wanted it to happen in like Texas and Columbus. And I was like, no, like, wow, I, I need to do this in my hometown. Um, I just was so in love with the idea and all of my fights pretty much haven't had audiences because of COVID. So this will be like my first fight in front of a real, real audience um, since like 2018 and the fact that it's like my sort of homecoming I get to do it in front of my family um, and bring it bring it back to where this all started just means the means the world and um I I grew up watching the Cavs and going to watch LeBron play um and he was always an inspiration for me and so you know hopefully can bring some inspiration and bring some uh hope to the, to the city and inspire some some young kids there to uh, to take up the sport of boxing or just to just to become great one day.
0: Yeah, no so now that it's in Ohio, the, immediately the first thing that popped into my mind because you talked about it, and it's it's not like a secret. Like you growing up, you were the problem child, you were the class clown, you know, you didn't do well in school, but it, that's Jake Paul, who cares? uh, I'm assuming there was a teacher. Is there any teacher that you're kind of hoping is in attendance in Ohio that might've told you like, you know, Jake, this is all going to fizzle out and you're going to be a bum. Is there one like instance that sticks out in your head?
1: Um, you know, there is, and I, and I used to hold like resentment towards them. And I, and I also like used it as motivation. Um, but, but now, you know, like, I can understand where those teachers were coming from. Like I, at first I like created beef with them and like just was always like publicly outspoken and like I had a chip on my shoulder, but now I'm like, I understand where they were coming from. And I understand why they thought I was gonna be uh, another like delinquent um, because they didn't know any better. And very few people probably who were acting the way I was acting Ever, you know, accomplish or get to the level that I've gotten to. So, you know, I think it was a learning lesson for, for all of us, and and hopefully they, as teachers, now can be see like, hey, just because someone doesn't like being in and in, in this room and in this environment where they're sitting at a desk, doesn't mean that they're not going to be great at something one day. So hopefully that you know they learn from it and. Like I wish them all the best, honestly, and like I have respect f- f- for them.
0: Did you do That's anything? Awesome. Did you do anything real f- up in high school? Like in Wisconsin, we had some <laughs> kids who like let cows loose into the school. Those are really oh, hard to shit. get out, especially if they go upstairs. Did you do anything crazy or no? Um, you know,
1: not, not anything like that. I, uh, I didn't, I didn't finish my senior year. So like, I didn't even get to like do any senior pranks or anything like that. But, um, I think the craziest stuff we would do is like teepee houses, egg houses, you know, like, uh, like hit, we would, we would hit the mailboxes with like baseball bats and things like that. Um,
0: those are classics. Those are go-tos bench warmer stuff. I love it. You, got,
1: you, you gotta do it you gotta do it
0: <laughs> well i don't know if you gotta do it if you're a young kid out there uh, maybe don't that, the that's not on. yeah that's not
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you, you dip, there's different levels there's different levels um, yeah i meant you, you, i meant
1: you gotta don't do it
0: <laughs> yeah don't just whatever maybe toilet paper that doesn't do feel damage. someone's
2: hat
1: run
0: around <laughs> stealing hat. hats
1: that's cool love that
0: yeah.
2: your, role, your role model um you talked about lebron a little bit in ohio what uh do you know LeBron? Like, will he be in attendance? You think? And, and other than him, like, can we expect any other big names or big stunts to happen at this fight since it's in your hometown?
1: Yeah, look, I don't I don't know um, if if he'll be there. I mean, that would be that would be sick. Uh, and we're we're in contact with a bunch of Cleveland people, um, a lot of the Browns players. Um, so we'll see like who ends up making it. I know it's like right before the preseason starts. Um, a lot of Cleveland artists we're talking to, uh, so we'll see. I know, I know, Stepe will will be there. Who's the Cleveland Cleveland legend? Um, he was at the press conference helping us promote the fight. Uh, so yeah, it, it should be a it should be like a dope hometown affair. The the energy yeah. you could sort of already feel it just because there hasn't really been much happening since COVID. You know, this is sort of like one of the first things that's going to happen from like opening back up
0: machine that's awesome can we expect mgk MGK there right
1: yeah i'm 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 talking to him i'm trying to make it happen
0: (laughs) the the issue there might be the the pete davidson beef between you and pete and it's kind of this weird triangle because you like mgk you you came out in the press or two uh i believe till i die uh but but the whole pete davidson i know they're friends is that that might be a little bit of a hurdle huh no,
1: I don't think, uh, I don't think Kellis cares at all. You know, I think it's like sort of separate. Um, and I think like most people would probably agree, you know, that Pete is in, in the wrong there. Right. Like I, I hired this guy, uh, as a part of the show. Right. Like I, I put money into his pocket. I hired him and then, you know, I'm not involved on the like creating of the scripts of what's happening in the production. Right. Cause I have to focus on a fight, but then he goes and talks about me. You know, I think any, anyone can see like, yeah, that that's not.
0: <laughs> yeah. As a comedian, I think you just kind of let that take over instead of just promoting, you know what I'm saying? I think you just tried to. It'd be, so uh-huh. it'd be,
1: so it'd be one thing if it was funny, but like, <laughs> i (laughs) I can i can remove my bias and be like i like to get made fun of i see a good jake paul joke oh i love it like i see a good jake paul viral tweet clowning me i'm retweeting it because i i like when people make fun of me yeah yeah i don't care but if if it was it, it felt um it felt like he was waiting for this moment for years to finally like shit on me and it wasn't funny like it genuinely like it didn't it didn't hit, it didn't land. Like not even my opponent, Ben Askren, who was in the locker room, like was laughing. Like he didn't even think it was funny.
0: Yeah. I kind
2: of felt the same thing happen with your brother's fight. Like I felt like the announcers during the Mayweather Logan fight were kind of doing the same thing. I, I didn't really like it. I um, saw an opportunity. Yeah, they like I, I feel like they pick one joke beforehand and they like try to hammer it and like if it's not working, they just keep going. Uh but but back to Woodley, do you think he's taking this seriously? Is he training? Like, do you know anything about what he's up to?
1: Yeah, no, he's I mean, he's training hard. Um, I mean, he said it in the press conference. He's training like he's going up against Mike Tyson. And you look, we know he's training with Floyd Mayweather. Um, and yeah, he, he's got a great uh, boxing coach that he's working with, uh P- Pedro Diaz. He, you know, he's trained many world champions. And this is as serious as it gets there's a lot on the line for both of us um and there's a lot of pressure on tyrone from the mma community you know to to go out there and perform um because he's sort of representing all of them
0: yeah no doubt uh he's also training so floyd mayweather uh but he also did jump in with uh your boy or once boy austin mcbroom uh thoughts on Thoughts on that whole thing? I know that's a little bit in the past, but uh that was just that that crossed the line for you, or what?
1: Um, no, like I didn't I didn't really care. It, it, it was more so um just like weird. Like it was just like weird timing of the whole thing. Cause like Austin was like texting me, like, where are you? I want to hang out. Um I, mean, I just got to Miami, my fight's in a couple of days. Um <laughs> And then the next day it was like with Tyrone. So I'm just like, oh, like, got it. Like, you're a <laughs> Did you did uh, you watch with,
0: did you watch the Bryce Hall fight between him and McBroom or no?
1: I, I saw clips of it. Yeah, I saw clips of it. Um, thoughts? Thoughts as a boxer? It it's like they're very they're just very green, you know, like Bryce Hall is probably one of the worst boxers I've ever seen, and Austin was <laughs> Austin was just, like, a little bit better, so, like, he looked good. <laughs> he
2: Are you and Bryce cool? <laughs> Are you in um, Bryce, like, do you guys hang out and stuff?
1: We don't, I mean, we don't really hang out. We're cool. Like, I, I haven't, I think, I think Bryce is a smart kid, and, um, you know, a lot of people see one version of Bryce Hall, and, like, uh, he he is smart. Like, he knows how to how to market himself, but...
2: um, I mean, he's kind of copied your... I think he's trying to copy some of the things you've done, which is smart, but did any of those guys, the TikTokers, YouTubers, did they reach out to you and be like, ask for advice, or like, where do you train? Like, or did they just... They didn't really try that hard.
1: Yeah, no, uh, some of them were reaching out, asking for, like, coaches, asking for gyms. Um, You know, I I had a phone call with, uh, with Taylor Holder before the fight, You know about his about his mentality and just um and then he came to the gym and i gave him some pointers um you know it just the the number one thing i'm telling these guys is like yo this is like not what it seems and this sport is very hard and you can't just learn how to do this in a couple months
0: yeah you that was that was evident in that little tiktok thing um but let's, before we move on, let's, uh, give me your prediction, Jake, Jake Paul versus Tyrone Woodley. What, how's this going down? Knockout? When's it happening? Do you have something, you know, mentally that you're looking for to, to execute?
1: Yeah, look, um, <laughs> he, he won't last three rounds. I, I'm going to knock him out inside of three rounds. Uh, I've predicted every fight so far to the T and, uh, you know, this won't be any different. Is there any reason you're saying?
0: Has the thought of losing even entered your mind?
1: No, no. I I think, you know, worst case scenario, I show up deadly sick on the day of the fight with an injury and, you know, and still then it goes eight rounds and, uh, and obviously (laughs) I would still win. Um, that's worst case scenario. Um, it's it just not, it's just not possible. Like, and, and where that confidence comes from is just like, I've been sparring a shit ton of people, probably like 600 people in the past four years. And, you know, so I've lost, I've lost maybe once or twice in sparring, um, you know, and I'm going up against world champions, great guys, um, heavyweights. I'm sparring heavyweights. I sparred a guy who was seven foot tall once. So, look, like I'm not afraid of anyone. I I can hang in the ring with anyone. And um, I'm only getting better every single day that camp goes, goes by.
2: Jordan, you have to give your prediction. I don't think we've talked about this yet. You got Jake or Woodley.
0: Okay, I mean, when you when Pretend you Danny's really not look here. At it, yeah, no, w- when you look at it and yeah, Jake, you're sitting on the podcast right now. So, uh Well, be
1: be, be f- honest, like like I'm I'll not be here. <laughs> I'll, be,
0: I'll be honest with you. As as a as a UFC fan, um until you've exploited all of their shortcomings as a as a company. Uh watching watching Woodley come up, he's obviously a striker. I mean, even a casual fan understands that that's the difference between him and Ben Askren. I do I do think you win and I think you win by knockout. I just don't know when it's going to happen. And I also don't think, I don't think he's he's talking like, yeah, I'm taking this seriously. I, I don't, I don't know if he he is. And I, I think he's just playing off this. Okay. He fought a basketball player and he fought a wrestler. What do I really have to lose Or I'm not worried, too worried about it. And I think you knock him out. Yeah. I think three or four, three or four rounds in you knock him out.
1: Yeah. Look, I mean, I, I would say that's a, like we're, we're obviously biased <laughs> a little bit, but I would yeah, say just I think, I think he um, is delusional, you know, him and even Ben Askren, like him and Ben Askren are friends, right? And like-minded people attract people who are like similar to them. I don't know if I said that right, but like if you're yeah. similar to someone, you're gonna attract them. You know, if, if I'm friends with, you know, this person, that's a reflection of me. Ben Askren is a delusional idiot. So why was why would you know Tyrone Woodley be friends with him? Oh, probably because they're like-minded individuals. Um, so yeah, I do I do think he doesn't know what he's getting himself into for sure. Yeah,
0: you you are you are who you hang around. So if he's hanging around guys who got laid out within thirty seconds, there's <laughs> sounds like there's a chance he's getting laid out within thirty seconds. We uh, did Tom, hang
2: out with Askren for two seconds before the pot before your fight also i picked you but we did talk that so maybe we're, the, we're gonna get knocked out soon too uh i have jake winning also i picked you in your in your last few fights I, I love nate but i didn't see that and then ben i thought it was an obvious one when he came in at like 500 pounds um what a what a how many like will the loser actually get a tattoo is that real like are, are you re- like is he really gonna end up getting a tattoo of you or what to say i love jake paul
1: yeah, I mean, look, it's, it's going to be up to Tyrone, right? Like, uh, <laughs> will he do it? You know, the answer is probably no, but th- there's going to be a ton of pressure. Like, we'll see if he's a man of his word. Um, and I think I think it'll be worse for him if he doesn't get it, just, like, based off of, like, my fans seeing him. Uh, for the rest of his life in public like my fans are everywhere bro like when I go out like we my fans are everywhere we're turning up like I it'll end up being 25 of us in a grocery store by the time I leave just because the Jake Pollers are everywhere but ty, like if they see Tyrone Woodley I know they're gonna press him and be like yo why didn't you get the tattoo <laughs> like for the rest of his life
0: so tattoo, like yeah tattoo or not it's not gonna be good it's not gonna yeah, you might hard. as well get it at that point. Um,
2: exactly. let, let's move on to your brother Logan quickly. Is right now the like you mentioned, you guys are living across from each other, you're training together. Is right now the closest you guys have ever been?
1: Yeah, yeah, I, th- I, th- I think so. Um, I don't know how much closer we can get, like physically and literally.
2: <laughs> well, <huh? laughs> interesting. Um, w- when you guys had beef in the past, was that always real? Like, did you are you guys like? always thinking of ways to to create buzz off each other
1: that was real a lot of our beef was real which is which is crazy to say because even like watching it back now I'm like damn like we were pretty crazy um yeah like in hindsight like I probably probably wouldn't have done that but we were just like young and dumb and just like having fun
0: Where, where does, where does Logan go from here? Right. He just fought arguably the greatest boxer of all time. He went the distance. If he fights KSI, that's a step down, whether or not that's a pride thing for him or not. Like if you're his promoter, are you saying fight KSI or does he retire?
1: (laughs) Um, Logan jokes. He's like, yeah, like I'm just, I'm retired. Like I did everything that there is to possibly do in the sport of boxing. Um, So (laughs) I, but look, no, Logan's going to keep fighting. Uh, I think, you know, he has an itch to do an MMA fight. Um, There's talks about him fighting some pretty big names, but I guess we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Damn. I didn't think about,
2: I know he, I know you guys wrestled in high school and stuff, but that MMA stuff, that that's pretty wild. If he does that, he, he he's obviously big um but that'd be tough would you ever do mma or you're strictly boxing at this point
1: i don't know i might just do it just to like beat up one of dana white's fighters but um definitely focus on boxing for the next couple of years
2: and is it true that logan he's basically been partying every day since the since the floyd fight i think he's on his podcast for like 42 (laughs) straight days
1: Bro, I I kid you not, I've never seen anything like this. It's been like a month and a half. Like this guy, this guy, a a bender, bro. Just full, full, full send the whole entire way. Like he's in Madrid or like, bro, every, every time I look on his IG story, he's in a new country doing shots. I'm like, what's going on here?
2: And he's not trying to pull you along with him or he's leaving you alone since you're in camp.
1: No, yeah, he's – I mean, he's leaving me alone. Like, even when he was here in Puerto Rico, like, right after the fight, they, they were all partying here, like, going crazy. Like, my whole family was here just, like, getting hammered, and I was just, like, in the corner, like, you guys got this.
0: <laughs> yeah, ha- have fun. Have fun. I love that. that That's hilarious. That is
2: amazing. Uh, if you had to fight one of Logan's friends, how fast would you knock out Mike Maylock? <laughs>
1: Uh, uh like less less than less than 7 seconds
0: <laughs> yeah quick, quicker than asker and that's for damn sure hey just this is out of my own curiosity somebody who's kind of trying to blend you you did it the inverse way right so you were you were all you know content you were social media and then you transitioned i mean you were an athlete right but now you're transitioning into what is a very very serious athlete um who's climbing the ranks in his sport Between you and Logan, if there's kids out there, we're talking about these kids who grew up in like these small towns and stuff and whatever. If there's kids out there that aspire to be like a Jake or a Logan Paul on a social media level, like YouTube being juggernauts, is there a secret like to social media? Is there something that you guys kind of follow? Is it consistency? Like, what is it? Is there anything that you can kind of touch on?
1: Yeah, look, I I think just you have to work harder than – than the person who is the absolute best in that category, you know, especially on social media, um, work harder, work smarter, and, and you can't stop. I mean, everyone these days expects overnight success and overnight to be the biggest star in the world. Um, you know, I, I think Oprah, for example, you know was like 32 years old before she got her first opportunity to like host a show so our generation they see the lamborghinis they see the rolexes they see the glamour they see the mansions on instagram they see everyone living these glorious amazing lives it's it's not it's not how it actually is And most ninety-nine percent of those people don't actually have the money to afford those Lamborghinis, and you have to just be dedicated to your craft, be consistent, and stay on your path, and also be different. Like if you're not different than the next person, if you're not willing to break boundaries and get criticized and get hated on, then you're never you're never gonna shine through.
0: I love it. I think that's great for for our audience to hear. Yeah, I think Jack Harlow. One of his verses was it kills me when they think that this was overnight and they talk about, you know, just how long it took him to really catch that break. So shout out to Harlow. Um, before we move on from you and your brother, let's talk about the fact that everybody would love to see you and Logan fight. Your honest outlook on that, because he he is bigger than you, correct? Like what does what a fight between you and Logan Paul look like?
1: yeah everyone everyone wants it to happen i think it's going to it probably will be willed into existence um but um it, you know i think it would be a good fight just because we know how each other's styles so well do you guys spar we we have never sparred our coaches have never let us spar probably Bam. a good
2: idea need that need that
1: yeah so it it would be very interesting. The the caveat here is just like, I have had more experience in the ring, more fights and more training camps to date. Um, So innately, I think that has just made me like a more technical fighter.
0: That makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense.
2: If you guys fight, is that a nine figure check for both of you? Like, is that the biggest fight that you could possibly have, you think?
1: I think it's definitely up there. And I, I, I do think it could be a nine figure check for sure. Um, You know, it, we, we both just have to keep on winning, right? Like I, that's why I like Logan's you know. not doing great in that world. Well, I mean, he did well Floyd, <laughs> but like technically it well, was so, so I, so I have to keep on winning. Uh, okay. And Logan and he has, has to keep continue to joke.
0: stay on his feet. I love it. I love that. Yeah. That's he all got, Logan has to do. That's all
1: Logan's got to do. It's perfect. So um, uh, you know, you know, when I beat Tyrone, and who knows who's after that, but my my opponents are going to keep on getting harder. So, you know, I, I have to win, uh, and that, and that's really all that matters. And then, yeah, you might see the the Logan versus Jake Paul fight. Honestly, Man, you guys did MMA. Is
2: that is one of you better in that? Like, I, I think it's pretty clear that you're the more the the better boxer at this point. You've just done more, and you're it seems like you're working a little harder. Is he just I mean, historically a better wrestler, like would MMA favor him?
1: Yeah, MMA would definitely favor Logan. I mean, I think he should do an MMA fight. This I mean, he could do the splits, you know, he can kick high. Uh he's he's a beast wrestler. He got to wrestle for a couple of years longer than I did since I dropped out. Um so yeah, MMA would definitely favor him for sure. Jordan, I'm putting you on the
2: spot again. Logan versus Jake, who wins that fight?
0: Oh uh, a lot a boxing, boxing match, boxing. yeah. J- boxing, Jake yeah. Jake wins a boxing match. Yeah, and yeah. Jake, once watch. again, it's not because Logan, you're on the show.
1: How how much bigger is Logan than you, Jake? Like an yeah, an inch and like fifteen pounds. He's got a he's an inch taller, but I'm actually I actually weigh like fifteen pounds more than him. Got it. So a lot of people don't real I realize like I have like big ass legs. Um, so tree trunks. Is, where my where my knockout power comes from? We, we gotta we
2: gotta put we want to get you with one more game, before we get there, Jordan, while we were while we were talking before this, he said that six nine would beat me in a fight. You could you tell him he's wrong? I
1: I, I think um. <laughs> what are you gonna take six
0: nine over me? No, no, no.
1: no, I think it would just be like whoever like lands the first punch. Honestly, like
0: I can't Man, believe I don't, this hold is a discussion. And- and, and let's be honest. If it happened in the studio that Tom's sitting in right now, I don't take six nine as the guy who's going to fight fair. Like that MacBook is probably getting broken over Tom's head. I have he's six five, nine four. in under a minute for sure. For sure, he's a snitch. Still going to whoop your ass. That doesn't that doesn't change that at all. Yeah, you might, he believe- might have been in
1: some prison fights. You never know.
0: Thank you, James. Thank. He you, doesn't James.
2: strike me as that.
0: Anyways, and all right. Tom, okay, he's he's given As us a ton of time. I, uh, I, have like, I have like five more minutes. That's perfect. That's perfect because we're going to knock right. this out. You've given us more than enough. We appreciate you. But, Tom, we have Jake Paul on here, uh, arguably the face of Ohio right now. Uh, some people might get upset about that. So let's play a quick little game. I like to call it Jake Paul versus LeBron James. Jake, all you got to answer – all you got to do is answer either you or LeBron. We're going to give you questions. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Space Jam Two just came out. Who's the better actor?
1: Uh, me. Did you see
0: Space Jam?
2: It's
1: fair. Yeah. Yeah. We okay. don't have to talk. <laughs> all right. I goat. think we all
2: agree here. Uh, <laughs> still, the goat. still the goat. <laughs> oh, who's stronger?
0: LeBron. All right. Bigger bank account. LeBron. All
1: right. For now
2: for now I like that I, like, I thought you were going to say that who's more important to their sport right now
1: Ooh, me yeah like LeBron LeBron's not had his run you know it's it's you see a new generation of NBA players coming in now um and like what I'm doing for boxing is just revolutionizing the sport um and it's only been a short amount of time like the plans I have for the future are, are, are pretty exciting
2: are you the face of boxing right now?
1: I I would I don't want to like self proclaim myself that I yeah I guess I would like defer, I, you know
0: I think that's a bold statement. Um, you're the king of bold statements, Jake. Bold, <laughs> yeah. That, what do you mean? <laughs> it. You're the you're the face of boxing all right <laughs> all right. We'll keep going Well, there you have it yeah coming from a basketball player who knows like almost nothing about boxing jake paul is the face of boxing moving on uh who has more kids you or lebron <laughs> lebron <laughs> okay I just i just wanted to throw it out there uh who has more
2: cars
1: uh i don't know how many cars he has i got a lot of cars i got like 10 of them, but he, he probably has more. Honestly, he has multiple houses. Yeah, LeBron has
0: more cars. Um, arm wrestling match, probably LeBron. Mm. You're
1: You're in
2: your a power's boxing in match. the legs,
0: your
1: power's in the legs. Boxing match, me for sure. All right, who parties harder? Me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I don't know. He had that bottle of tequila at Game Five the other day, was right tough. under his seat. It was pretty awesome. Uh, who will be more popular in five years?
0: Um, me. That's fair. Uh, who's more likely to be president? LeBron.
1: You don't give yourself any chance
0: at president. I don't know no, if I'm running that.
1: for I'm running for president, but I'm not even 35 yet.
0: Wait, wait are you are you honestly thinking about running for president
1: yeah my brother and I are running for president um, in 2032 that's when we'll be eligible
0: who's are you, well, you're running against are, each other
1: no 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 we're, we're, we're still figuring out I think he'll be I don't know I, I might be president he might I think we're gonna flip a coin and see who gets to be the president and versus vice president
2: yeah
1: he's gotten in trouble overseas but not in you've gotten he's probably the better choice
2: right now in state yeah, like
1: in he, yeah he's, he's He's more, uh, he's more PC and, you know, he's likable uh, when I'm like the villain.
2: But I think you're yeah. thinking about it right. Cause like the Jake Paulers will be 18 by then and be able to vote for you. So you kind of have the right way to thinking about it. Um, mm-hmm. Last question for me, who's the King of Ohio? You or LeBron James?
1: Le- LeBron, like LeBron for sure.
0: He's the chosen one. I think those are all very fair answers. And I think that's how we're going to wrap this one up folks. But Jake, let me. I'm gonna be real honest. Okay, uh, I love you to death. But if you and your brother are running this country, I will be going. Is Puerto Rico? Is Puerto Rico a? Uh, is it a? Is it a territory? Do you guys have control over yes. that?
1: It's a U.S. territory. Yeah. Okay,
0: okay, so I'm gonna go not Puerto Rico. I'm probably gonna to go to Iceland. I'm out. I'm gone. I'm gonna just see how. No, it I'm goes down. I'm in. <laughs> I love it.
1: Hey, I think the uh the presidents of the future will have a large social media following and be able to understand the audience and what this country actually needs. I think like the old guys are have lost touch. So
0: well, there you have it, folks. That was uh our greatest episode we've ever recorded. Shout out to Jake Paul for being fucking awesome. Make sure you guys That's tune dope. in and watch him bounce Tyron Woodley's head off the canvas. Peace.
2: 20, 2032 guys.
0: president.